I'm not just a cat lover. I love all animals, truly. Had a dog named Emma Lou, close to my heart. Had many cats, though, throughout my entire childhood. And there's just something about animal presence. I don't know what it is. I just remember having some emotional times in my life, and it's like, they know. They know. They they come close. They want to be with you. I think it, there is definitely, and it's been scientifically proven with the animal-human connection, that there's something there that we just... I don't necessarily say need each other, but it's just such a special bond to have. Dina Rupp is the owner and operator of the brand new Parista Cat Cafe, along with being the co-owner of greeting card and stationery company Flagship City Press. Good name on that. <laughs> Welcome to Flagship Stories, episode four. My name is Chris Lantinen, and I am a podcaster and work in the digital media field for the Edinburgh Beehive. I am Nick Warren. I am the managing editor for the Erie Reader, and I work in print media and also digital things. Uh, yeah. That's right. Uh, Nick, we are back after a little holiday break. Mm-hmm. It's 2022. We are dealing currently with our second big snowstorm of the season. Love it. Right now. I know. At this moment. We braved the be in a uh, snow hole. <laughs> we we braved the rough roads to get to the library today, and you have got a brand new issue of the Erie Reader on newsstands with C Brown on the cover. I do, yes. So give us a little breakdown of this month's theme and what kind of great writing people should expect. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, loose theme. You know, it's February's Black History Month. Um, you know, tried to um, feature a bunch of you know creators of color and everything like that. Uh, uh, Liz Allen actually wrote two articles in this issue. She usually only does one. <laughs> she basically uh, told me, like, well, I accidentally wrote two, and w- which was funny because I was going to write the other one that she wrote. So I was like, mm. thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she talked about uh, Martha Higgins, uh, you know, uh, uh, musician, uh, uh, elderly musician. And then she also wrote about uh, Trail of Shared Heritage. Uh, fantastic, uh, you know, kind of walking, driving tour um, for Erie's Black History. Uh, Amy Van Scoder, I always wonder if I pronounced that wrong. Um, Amy, tell me if I do. Talk to talk to C Brown and covered him uh, very well on that. We've never like we realize like we've talked about you know Charles and you know he contributes to us as well, but uh, you know we haven't really dug in and like here's something about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's on the cover, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have uh, features on the Ten Twenty Collective um, and uh, City Gallery, so that kind mm-hmm. of. Um, Two kind of similar uh, gallery, you know, space making places in there too. Lots, yeah, lots, of, lots of fun stuff. Uh, cool, through and through. And you have an article, a feature on DJ Salt, who yeah, was yeah. my wedding DJ. Oh, okay. So there okay. you go. <laughs> I told you I had a personal connection to him. <laughs> uh, Jeremy is a great guy. Yeah. Uh, that article was written by Simone Crockett, mm-hmm. and it's about this. Uh, mainly, it's about this hip hop compilation yeah. that. Uh, DJ Salt has coming out later this summer, and but there is quite the dramatic, unexpected dramatic turn in right, the story right. that I will leave to the article yes. to tell. So check it out. Uh, oh, I, w- I wanted to ask you. So the best of Erie winners came oh, yeah. out, yeah. and I was wondering, was there anything that you were particularly surprised by, pleased by? Because you're, you know, you're oh, deep yeah. in those results. Is um, there anything you want to call out? That... Well, it was funny. I mean, uh, this was the first year that, uh, ironically, that C. Brown did not win Best MC. Uh, <laughs> his uh, good friend and uh, mine, Johnny Evans, won. That was okay. great. Okay. Um, there were the best restaurant was 
I can't even tell you how close it is. It was Ooh. so close between uh, Pineapple Eddie and uh, Federal Hell. And Pineapple Eddie won, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and But yeah. we had a knockdown drag out fight. Until oh, it was around. it was yeah. literally neck and neck <laughs> on that one. Um, yeah, cool to see uh, uh, Tipsy Bean beat Adam, Adam Forge, who had won uh, many years ago, mm-hmm. or many years in a row. Love both of them. Yeah, I love both of them. Um, I think uh, we some, didn't we some didn't, competitive races. We didn't do too awful on best podcast. I heard top over, five. Yeah, yeah. All I was right. like, okay, heck yeah. All right. Uh, we're, we're newbies, so yeah, yeah. Three episodes, I think. Yeah, top yeah. five is pretty good for three episodes. But our eerie one, which is a great show, yeah, yeah. And uh, but we're coming for you, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a race next year. Watch out. <laughs> um, so yeah, anything else about the best of eerie that? Uh, well, there's you a cool, there's mention? another cool feature in this issue. Um, Matt Swansinger kind of breaks down like, oh, if you want to have a date, here's all the best of eerie things uh, that you can do. Um, kind of like a practical application of. Some of these. And perfect for Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Coming right up. Love it. All right. So. Um, I, uh, I wish I would have yeah, brought this ahead. up uh, when when Dina was here, but uh, uh, I almost was going to, uh, I did it a couple of years ago, but I made Eerie Valentine's, like Eerie Senate, and like realized that like, it's so, it's just like so close to what Flagship City Press does. Mm. Like to the point where like I, I wrote. Like my like list of like they're all you know pun based things about town, and then I was like, I made my list, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna check and just make sure that they haven't done this already. Mm-hmm. And then like a couple of them were like, basically they have. Yeah, yeah, really, <laughs> really, really close. So yeah, Dina is of course is our guest today, and let's get into that conversation. Um, and she is opening the Parista Cat Cafe at 30 West Eighth Street. Mm-hmm. Which is basically on the corner of Peach and Eighth, right? And it's really close to in the, the Masonic Temple building. Yep, right. yep, in the Masonic Temple building, and it's Which really close to the our... Voodoo Brewery. Yes, yeah, location downtown. If you need kind of a marker, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I played a Voodoo on uh, Friday and uh, lugging my gear, you know, across across the street, and I was like, oh, Parista. Like I was took a peek. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, fun fact: the old reader offices were in the Masonic building. Oh. Yeah, okay. before my time. Gotcha, gotcha. When you're when you're listening to this episode, they're likely already open. But if you're a day oneer, which you know, obviously, thank God you bless for that. <laughs> but if you listen immediately, they have a grand opening on Valentine's Day from eleven to one, February fourteenth. And uh, if you need any more information, you can find all of that. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. But Parista, P U R R I S T A, two R's, uh, Cat Cafe. Dot com. Like a purr that a cat does. Like a purr. Nick, do you do you have cats? I do. I do indeed. Okay. What are their names? Uh, Hopi and Mr. Butters. Hopi and Mr. Butters. Um, Mr. Butters is a big Maine Coon, very cuddly and wonderful. Mm. Uh, Hopi is a calico cat that I actually found uh, a couple years ago. Uh, On the streets of Erie? Yeah, it was in the parking lot uh, by, well, it's now the work parking lot uh, by downtown. Mm. But uh yeah, try to. I put her on uh, the Erie Animal Network. No, no owners. No, and she actually had like a tag, uh, and I called the company. It was like a security company, or so, and they were like, "That's on a cat. That's weird." <laughs> um, but then they were like, "We'll we'll tell the person," and they just I never heard anything. So uh, you know, thank everything because she is wonderful. Uh, and You've given her a good home. That's, oh yeah, that's all that matters. I had. Um, I had outdoor cats because mm-hmm. both me and my mom are allergic 
but mm-hmm. she still wanted to have cats. That's sweet. So we had Tigger oh. growing up, obviously of Winnie the Pooh fame. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a orange and black striped cat. So every oh. every morning you'd come out uh, to go to school and uh, say your goodbyes to the cat who would hang out by the front steps and... Yeah, that was that was our oh, relationship. That's fine. So yeah, yeah, I've I've had cats growing up like my whole life almost. So all indoors, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be tough. It would be tough here, especially to have any sort of outdoor cat. Oh, I, um, I feel so bad. I know it's crazy. Um, anyways, uh, now that we got our own cat histories out of the mm-hmm. way, let's hear uh, Dina talk about the Parista Cat Cafe and mental health and yeah. uh, great guest flagship City Press and all in a very eloquent way. Indeed. So let's go to Dina. When we're recording this, February 3rd, it is less than a week from your soft open for Parista. Yes. This has been such a long journey for you. So as we get towards sort of the end and the beginning, what are your big picture thoughts you're having as you're on the cusp here? Let's open three more locations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just think that It's going to be such a cool experience seeing a lot of different people coming in to check this out. People Mm -hmm. who know about it, people who have no clue, students who've been waiting for this, Mm -hmm. um, students who don't even know it's there, but they're going to find out and they're going to be so happy. Even people who don't like cats, I think are going to be nicely surprised that cats aren't just wandering amok. (laughs) There is separation. Uh, Yeah, we'll get to that whole... We'll I let figured. You, we'll I let figured. you define the logistics structure later. So I think there's going to be a lot of um, really exciting, like little details that people are just going to love. And as a designer, I love it. So I've traveled a lot. I've seen a lot of cafes. I've seen a lot of cat cafes. I've worked in the industry. So I'm bringing literally all of my knowledge of all of the things to this cafe. Like this isn't just a cat cafe. This is like a piece of me. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, all rolled up in one. So I'm really pumped for people to see that. We'll get to your graphic design background later and everything. Sure. But, you know, obviously you you must have had a very distinct look you were going for. So what yeah. was what were those considerations and how have they what, what did you start with in regard to your visual considerations? And then how did that evolve as like you got more used to the space and right. limitations or expansions or whatever. What's really cool about this whole project is I don't know if y'all believe in vibrations and, and the universe working in your corner, but <laughs> mm-hmm, this project mm-hmm. seriously has been wanting to happen since day one. The The moment that I decided that I was going to do this. I remember like the year of the cat or something was playing at Brouhaha when I was talking to my friend from Because You Care. She's on the board and I just picked her brain and we were talking about it. And it was closing time. We were the last ones there. And I'm like, Linda, do you hear that? <laughs> and it was a song that was and, and it was just from that moment, I swear. Now, I'm not saying that this has been easy by any means, but what's really cool is just things have fallen into place and the design element and the color scheme and all the things that are included in this are a lot of it just personally things that I liked and I picked from different places that I've been to. Mm-hmm. Um, just things that I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of what like a lot of people like or they enjoy. So 
I kind of just kept that in mind. Also, I'm like, hey, let's have a lot of cool little elements in there for people to take photos and help me market Mm -hmm. and do stuff like that. But really, it's just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. A lot of cat cafes I visited, I really liked how they set up certain things. So I tried to make memos of that and kind of just went from there. I honestly just let it organically like unwind. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of really amazing creative people in my corner. For example, Rachel Travis, she is a tattoo artist at Steadfast. Yeah, I know Rachel. She's great. An angel. Seriously. She did my logo. Oh, yeah. So it's funny, right? Because I'm a graphic designer, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to do my own logo. And I think that was just because I wanted, I, I love collaborating with people. I have so many talented friends in my life and people that I've met that I'm like, hey, do you want to like help me with this? Mm-hmm. Rachel also loves cats. Mm-hmm. So she has been by my side since day one <laughs> with this project. So she, the murals that people will see there, uh, the logo, like I said, um, some of the design elements she has helped oh, with. Cool. So it's just really nice to see other people's creative outlets kind of come together with this as well. And mm-hmm. I think that's really what makes it more Awesome. I'm at all not comparing the shop I'm going to mention to your shop. Okay. But the Instagram comments made me think back to this <laughs> trip I took to Cleveland. Okay. And for some reason, I was looking up coffee shops around our hotel, and I came across the one that Machine Gun Kelly owns. Uh-huh. Have you heard uh-huh. about this? No, I haven't, actually. Their like thing is like they have... Um, well, their their thing is Machine Gun Kelly owns right. the coffee shop, yeah. but their secondary visual thing is that all the drinks are like pink. They have okay. like yeah. pink lattes or whatever. And I get there, there's this huge gigantic line, and the first thing everybody is doing when they walk in is they're going to like these two or three defined spots and taking photos. Yeah. So that's that's why it made yeah. me think of that. But do you have like smart? Did I think. you I you set up like ideal Instagram locations? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think when I researched and in years before when I worked in coffee shops and when I visited coffee shops, I mean, there's just certain elements that pop out right mm-hmm. to you, and and everyone's different. But for me, it could be like, oh, that tile, the way it's placed over there, like that's really cool, and it's mm-hmm. different and unique. Um, yeah, like the drinks and the different colors or what they put on top of their drinks. There's an awesome coffee shop in, I believe, L.A., and it's called Coffee Dose, and it's all about, like, they used to put CBD in their drinks. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on <laughs> if they're doing that now. I think California, like, passed something. But, I mean, they're all about sassiness. Mm-hmm. So they're always, like, sit down, be humble, or, hey, Karen, you're not allowed to come in here. <laughs> and then they have really cool, like, latte art that's not with just foam and milk. It's, like, they must be shaking like cinnamon or some chocolate powder on top of it cool. and it's a stencil. And it's just really funny stuff. And I I kind of, you know, dug that too, that wittiness, that like uniqueness that mm-hmm. you don't see in a lot of places. And I do believe that it's the details in businesses that really get people excited about it and yeah, take pictures or share it with their friends or on their social media, which obviously so prominent with business. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, yeah, let's make some stuff. Got some neon lights. Those are trendy. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, just a few things that I think people are really going to dig, not only just with the cats. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. the main part, but you have all these other elements around you and share it. Share it with the world. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Uh, on the 
on the Parista website, I love the photos of you, young you, yes. and all your cats. <laughs> There's, you know, one where the cat is like watching you read, which kind of makes anybody's heart melt when yes. you look at it. Caesar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your cat friends growing up and mm-hmm. kind of how they, what place they had in your in your life. Yeah, it was actually really cute. Yesterday, I started orientation with five employees that I just hired and my parents were there. Now, what's interesting, my parents really haven't been a huge part during this building mm-hmm. of the cafe. They really are not business people. They're very much so like routine in their box. Why are you traveling there? What are you doing? Are you crazy kind of people? So they're finally like warming up to the fact that this is happening. Yeah. And whether they like it or not, I'm doing this for myself and for the community and for the cats and everything. So they've started coming around more. But anyway, they were there yesterday and I introduced my employees to them. I said, this is one of the reason why I love animals. These two people right here, of course, they were embarrassed. And my mother's like, no, stop it. (laughs) But my mom is probably one of the main reasons animals have been so prominent and so important in my life. She's always had cats. We've always had pets. I'm not just a cat lover. I love all animals, truly. Had a dog named Emma Lou, close to my heart. Had many cats, though, throughout my entire childhood. And there's just something about animal presence. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I just remember having some emotional times in my life, and it's like, they know. They know. They they come close. They want to be with you, you know, and just like when they're not feeling good, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of let you coddle them sometimes or let you be near. Maybe that cat who usually doesn't let you touch their stomach is like, okay, <laughs> like I'm not feeling good. But I think it there is definitely, and it's been scientifically proven with the animal-human connection, mm-hmm. that there's something there that we just kind of like – I don't necessarily say need each other, but it's just such a special bond to have – and I, I personally don't think we deserve animals sometimes because they're mm-hmm. just so special. And I mean, nowadays, I mean, there's people not really having a ton of kids anymore. And animals mm-hmm. have really stepped up into like people wanting them as their fur babies. I mean, yeah. that stuff in general has like skyrocketed every year. It goes oh, yeah. higher in oh, cost. Yeah. And I'm not saying, oh, this is a great time to bank on that. But I guess what I'm just saying is that's how important right now animals are in people's lives. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's really cool that we have this opportunity that I could bring this idea to Erie. Not that I made up this idea Mm -hmm. at all. This has been around for years all around us. It's just Erie, finally, I, I felt it's time. Right. There's so much support here. And I wouldn't say emotional despair is at an all-time low right now. I would say <laughs> maybe the opposite. <laughs> I feel like we need all the mental health Seriously. assistance yeah. we oh, can get. <laughs> definitely. And I, I do try to, you know, I push that as well. I myself go through some mental health stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I was diagnosed chronically depressed, anxiety, panic mm-hmm. attacks. And I have to say, like, my cat Sophia... She's a sassy little thing, but Mm -hmm. she was my pal during my transition of getting on medication, of going through therapy, of kind of figuring out my path to healing. She was there and she made me feel good. And I look forward to like coming home from work or seeing her and just having her presence there, knowing like little fuzz bucket over there was was chilling with me. Mm -hmm. And I actually got her tattooed on my arm as like a representation of, you know, not only for my love of animals, but for my time going through whatever it was that I was going right. through with mental health. So yeah, I hope this place is a place for people that can, you know, therapy these days aren't aren't cheap. And I'm not saying you're going to figure out all your problems <laughs> in a 50 minute session at Parista, but I'm, you know, I think it might just be an additional 
part that mm-hmm. could help you relax a little. Yeah, a little bit more than an average coffee shop, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're around Gannon, of course, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. student population. a whole, whole ton of students who I'm sure are, you know, COVID certainly didn't decrease their stress, you know, when yeah. it comes yeah. to studying and virtual classes and everything that they've been going through uh, for the past few years. Now, obviously, you just mentioned mental health and taking care of yourself and self-care. Mm-hmm. And that's just that seems to be a constant in your story when you look back through like your LinkedIn and yeah. um, the things mm-hmm. that that push through in the brand story of Parista, you know, in the About Us section. Um, you know, I see this company even like Seven Cups in the volunteering section, which is this platform for oh, people that experience so emotional cool. distress. But and not to get too personal, but no. what do you attribute that interest to? And you kind of got into this already, but what do you attribute that interest to? And how did you initially get involved with that organization? Seven Cups? Yeah. Um, so I was just going through a really hard time in my life. Uh I'm sure a lot of people can understand their 20s are not an easy time. Mm-mm. They weren't for me. Uh, I felt very lost um, in my 20s and my early 30s, constantly just trying to find something meaningful, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of us get to that point. And I mean, you reassess that through your whole life, I think. you know, um, We're constantly evolving. We're constantly changing as people. And I just remember coming to a point in my life Well, I was living in Erie. Um, I was working full time at a job. I was a graphic designer at that time. And I just was like, "This, there has to be more than this. Like, I just can't wake up every day and go to work at 8 a.m., be done at 5, do it all again. And I was also working multiple jobs, um, trying to make it on my own. And so I ended up, that's when I decided to travel to South Korea. I met someone through one of my jobs at a catering gig I was doing. And he was explaining to me about going abroad and teaching English. And Korea was like number one at that time that paid really well. The government was paying for it because they really wanted their people to learn English Mm -hmm. really well. That was my first taste of like getting out of Erie, which really that started my mental health journey was just getting out, getting Mm -hmm. out of my comfort zone. I flew over there by myself. I did everything by myself to the point where I then met a really cool group of people there. And it was the best experience of my life. I sometimes I'm like, why am I still not there? (laughs) But uh, it was just such a joy. It was cool to be in a culture and like get myself in there, be around Koreaners who were so kind to me. Teaching kids was amazing. They're so smart and just kind of really pushing myself. It wasn't until I got back from that where the you know, I not to say that I wasn't dealing with mental health that whole time because I was, but it was different, mm-hmm. right? It was just kind of like I'm so busy in Korea land mm-hmm. that I don't have all the time to focus on like my chronic depression and things that I were I was not dealing with um, at that time. But when I came back to America and I came and I moved to Pittsburgh, it came back because it always comes back mm-hmm. unless you take yeah, care of yeah. it and you face it, it's gonna come back. Uh, and so that was when I was like starting to look into different you know, avenues, seven cups. I did some research. I found that. I thought that was a really cool way of people being able to talk about their problems and maybe they're scared to go to therapy or maybe they Mm -hmm. didn't think therapy was right for them or they just wanted that anonymous kind of connection with somebody to just take off whatever was weighing them down. So then I got involved in actually starting to be someone. I did like a little... I don't know, a training, I guess, an online training where you could actually be on the other end of that and hear people's problems. But they had very specific guidelines of how you want to to talk back and stuff like that. But it was, I don't know, I was like, man, 
this is just really special. Uh, this is really important. And I just need to talk more about it. And when I start talking more about it, it's really cool how other people start talking oh, about yeah. it. And then it's not so awful to talk about. And I mm-hmm. think that that stigma is slowly starting to wear off where people are feeling more comfortable talking mm-hmm. about their mental health or going to therapy or just the way that they're feeling at that given time. But I don't know, those kinds of outlets really kind of started to get the ball rolling for me to finally say, I need to go to a therapist. Mm-hmm. I need to work out my stuff. And it's time to to take that step and take care of me. And I remember my therapist saying on the first day, like, you just did the hard part, which is ask for help, yeah. which so many people have Step a problem one. with. Yeah. So many people. And the more that I'm being freed of that, the more that I see that it's still an issue. People scared to ask for help in any capacity, really. Mm-hmm. Right. And it it's because of therapy and me asking for help and breaking down my walls and rewiring myself, which I'm still doing, working on that for life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would not do this business. I know I wouldn't. It, mm-hmm. it opened up something in me that I was like, you know what? Let's take this risk. I'm ready. And so, yeah, there was a lot of prep work there, but totally worth it. Totally worth it. So like I said earlier, this cat cafe is not only just like a representation of all the things we talked about, but it is a representation of how you can do really hard things. It's just it's yeah. a lot of work to get there and you have to take that commitment of saying, hey, I want to help myself, you know? Right. Um, So considering, and you mentioned this, the workplace and mental health are so linked in someone's life and Mm -hmm. you're opening a workplace, right? So how are you bringing in that care and that experience for your own workers and the workplace environment and kind of the steps to, you know, taking a mental health day, for example, which is kind of a new thing, right? How are you working all of that experience into you being a boss now? Yeah, the cat boss. <laughs> um, so it was, we were sitting down yesterday with my employees doing like a little orientation going over the schedule. And they're like, first of all, we just want to thank you for scheduling us five hour days. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not that eight hour shift. A lot of them used to work at um, Starbucks and other coffee shops, mm-hmm. uh, more corporate. And, right. you know, Obviously, with labor shortage, too, it's been hard for everybody. So they're just like, oh, my gosh, like, thank you for being, you know, aware of not giving us all these like crazy hours. Um, So I really wanted to make sure I focused on that. I don't want to burn anyone out, even though in the beginning it is going to be crazy. And I've told them, you know, when a new business opens, (laughs) lots of trial and error is going to happen, y'all. So hang on. But it's going to get better. Uh, We're all going to work together and communicate. I really told them, you know, communication is key here. And I'm very open to whatever constructive criticism that they have. So I want them immediately to know that this is a safe place to to tell me whatever they're feeling. Um, I also told them that anytime they're not working or if they do, for whatever reason, need to take a time out during their work shift, you need to go to the cat lounge let me know or come on your days off and take that time to have some of that therapy in your own way and um, be there. But I'm hoping that they understand that whatever they need, I'm here to listen, which a lot of that is with seven cups. You got to be like a listener, right? right? Mm -hmm. And that's what's really important too is you don't give advice all the time. You don't tell people, which I'm guilty of (laughs) still. Well, you want to fix, I think. That's absolutely. Yeah. That's the trap I fall into. It's a, you know, I think that's an I American that. trap. You know, I think <laughs> right, that's what we right. built to do. You know, <laughs> but yeah, listening and just letting people say their piece or say yeah. what they have Work to say. Work it out. On the, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, just letting them know that that I'm here to listen. 
you need to take a break, go see some cats, take a walk around the block, or, you know, or maybe you need to go, you know. Uh, do what you need to do. Just let me know. Let's communicate and mm -hmm. just keep me in the loop. So um, I know, too, outside of being a boss, but, like, working with um, – I know I talked to a couple people, like, in Gannon that are working with new students that are coming in. They have groups, like, animal lover groups. And she's like, oh, my gosh, like, let's work together. You know, we, t we try to do stuff with that with, like, therapy and, like, people who are missing their animals from home mm -hmm. or people who are just – you know, they are struggling with some mental health stuff. Let's work on something where a group can come in every so often. So I have people just contacting me, you know, just saying, hey, would this be okay if we could meet up and talk about this, like collaborating some point? Absolutely. I think that would be fabulous. And I would love to have more of that connection within the cafe. Cat-fe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. I, I guess staying in the same ballpark. I didn't expect to spend this much time in the mental ha, ha, ha. Health, health sphere, <laughs> but we're we're in there now. So staying in the same ballpark, but moving over to customers. Mm -hmm. Looking at all your writing on behalf of the cafe, the phrase "stress free" is repeated. Mm -hmm. Was there anything you wanted to avoid when it came to people, animal interaction, that type of experience? Because I feel like if you're writing stress free, that supposes that there's a stressful way of doing this type of business that maybe you've experienced or just have thought about. Does that all that all that make sense? It does. Okay. So, I think I talk about that a lot because in most animal shelters, shelters do the best that they can mm -hmm. all the time trying to save animals, trying to bring them in, but there's never enough space, right? So, right. some of these shelters you go and they're over they're, they're over capacity and they're looking for foster homes and they're looking for ways to have these animals stay somewhere until they try to figure out a plan. Um, it's crazy work and I I I have fostered, I have volunteered before and it's hard work. And I guess that's why I'm kind of People think I'm a shelter in a way, but I'm not. I'm more of a foster home. Mm -hmm. So I'm more of like a space where a limited amount of animals can come in. So you have more of a time if you're looking to adopt to spend with the animal and have that connection versus when you go to some of these shelters, again, I know it's not their fault, but it right. gets a little bit overstimulating. And yeah. it's, it's very overwhelming. There's a lot of options to choose from. And I don't think every cat gets a fair chance to kind of be looked at and to right. spend time with. So cats are also, dogs are also stressed out in these environments. So to have an ability to bring some of those animals in a smaller group to kind of be in a space where they have a little bit more room, they can free roam, mm -hmm. I think that's important too because I think you get to know their true personality. And that's really important when finding a fur friend. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to have a connection with them, you, you know. And some people are angels and they take the sassy cats or they take right. the older animals that need that special love yeah. or mm -hmm. special needs, whatever. But um, regardless, I think having that stress-free environment for people to come in and spend that time is really important. Um, and I think animals will actually get adopted quicker that way. Yeah, you I know? can see that. Before we go any further, I think you do a really good job of explaining the concept, especially the separate but under one roof arrangement of yes. barista. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think you should just go into that okay. in case anybody's still thinking, <laughs> how does this work? Yeah. Oh, there's, there's, there's so, many, yeah. so many people that don't get it, um, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, we're going to try and educate them as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So when I was looking for spaces, 
for what well not for whatever reason but my reasoning was I want a side by side space because that's going to be the easiest to connect right. two spaces but also keep them separate and I remember when I went to Affogato which is a Cleveland cat cafe um, they mentioned that was an easy doable way and they're like try to find a place that has two separate yeah. like spaces Ralph Miller Jewelers in the Masonic Temple area came up for. Um, lease and it was cool because they actually owned both spaces back in the day. Um, the one side where the cafe is was a gallery. The other side was their jewelry store where the cat lounge is. So mm -hmm. they actually had a connecting like doorway to go into both spaces, yeah. but then they mm -hmm. cemented it up because they no longer, I guess, wanted to deal with all of this extra space. And so they just wanted to kind of focus on the jewelry part. So then that gallery space, they closed that off so it could be a separate boutique or shop for someone else to rent out. And there have been um, multiple different kinds of little businesses that have been in there during the years. So Ralph Miller moved out, I think, like a couple years ago. And I was like, this might be a great opportunity. Yeah. So we blew out the door <laughs> and we kind of, we made this double door system and that's has, that's not only a health department thing, but it's a thing to keep the cats from not flying over to the cafe side. Yeah. You know, we need to keep them contained in a safe area. So I did put, I did always want to have some kind of window or some kind of glass opening so people could understand that when they came in, yeah. that they could see the cats over there and see the space, but they knew that it was totally separate. So you can still have this experience, even if you don't have an appointment to go see the cats, you could still go in there, get a cup of coffee or a cup of right. tea and still be like, oh, wow, <laughs> what's going on over there? So... I really wanted that to happen because I the cafe part was just as important to me in some ways as the cafe or the cat lounge part. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Now we're getting confusing. But um, I just really love the idea of cafes. I love coffee shop environments. It's like my go-to when I travel. I love to go mm -hmm. there and just like do work or hang out. It's just always a better option for me to spend time with someone and have a conversation. So that part also I wanted it available to anyone, not just people who love cats. Right, right. And people that are allergic to cats, exactly. like myself, <laughs> exactly. they can come to the cafe. You can yeah. still come. You okay. can still check out what's going on. Uh, is there a little window where you take can Take a lot see... of Benadryl, Chris. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. That's true. That is true. <laughs> no. ha half a Benadryl, go to the, go to the coffee. <laughs> take a nap. Yeah. Take yeah. a nap. Um, and is there like a window like in between the two so you can see the cats even if you're in the cafe? Yeah. So as soon as you walk into the cafe portion where everyone has to walk in anyway, mm -hmm. um, there is like a little bar stool with some seats. Okay. And it's a yeah. big window and you immediately will see the cats. Cool. You will also see my big ass cat tree that uh, my contractor <laughs> oh, has excellent. built that will be also in the middle of that. Custom built. <laughs> Custom built cat Very tree. Very cool. Very cool. Yes. Um, did we ever, like, when was the first time you walked into one of these places? I don't think yeah. we ever covered, like, your initial yeah. inspiration. Was that, that in Korea or was that somewhere no, else? No, surprisingly. So animal cafes were not really, I was in Korea about 10 years ago. So Japan is, like, the big animal right. cafe place. They have over, like, 250 of them in all capacities, not just cats. Uh, <laughs> and I believe the original cat concept, cat cafe concept was in Taiwan, so it's kind of made its way through the country. But Japan now holds like all of the things for animal cafes. And I'm sure Korea now has some. But I never, I was always going to Noribongs, which are the karaoke bars. They have mm -hmm. a million of those. Mm -hmm. So we were doing more of those kind of cafe style stuff. However, Asian design elements, the culture have always 
obviously been a big importance to me since I lived there for a while. So I knew I wanted to bring some of those elements into the to the cat cafe area, which we can talk more about that later. But the first time I went into a cat cafe, I went to visit my brother in Austin, Texas. Okay. Uh, he actually lived outside of Austin, Texas, but I met him there and we decided to do a couple days, just kind of like check out some places to oh, eat, yeah, yeah. cafes, all that good stuff. And it was late. We checked into our Airbnb, which was an Airstream. And oh, cool. Yeah, I know. You know, Austin. <laughs> That's classic. They got all the yeah. things. So we're in this Airstream and we're hungry. It's like seven o'clock and we're Googling and there's a cat cafe right next door to us called the Blue Cat Cafe. Oh, perfect. Literally, we see the wall like, like next to our Airstream. <laughs> so I'm like... I think we need to go there. Again, I'm telling you, the universe. Yeah. So we go over there and it's like the coolest place ever. Now, I don't even think they're open anymore. I think that they had some stuff going on with the property owners or the landlord. I don't know. Something was going on. But while they were open when I was there and it was a vegan place. Mm-hmm. And like Austin does, they have food trucks everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they had their food truck outside, little vegan truck that made all this delicious food. They had a catio, which was... Mm patio for cats it was all you know all enclosed safely for the cats but they could still kind of have a little bit of that sniff of fresh air and then you could either eat outside or take your food inside and it was massive they had a huge tree in the middle of their cafe it was like nothing what i'm gonna have but uh it's it's it was like very impressive it like leaves it you know it had all the things and cats were crawling all over it and we just sat down my brother and i and ate our vegan (laughs) sandwich and this cat named stanley came down from the tree he was gray i still remember with a little bit of white on his chin and he sat right next to us and watched us eat our sandwiches and it was like the coolest thing we were (laughs) like hey stan what's up (laughs) our cats aren't beggars like dogs are with Uh, it depends on the cat It depends. I've never had an indoor cat, (laughs) so you'll have to instruct me. Cats are very much like dogs, just in the sense of like, you know, if if they like cheese. Like, I know some cats really love cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, They like my cats, um, like my parents' cats, I should say. They love ice cream. They love yogurt. Um, So if you do give them some, they will, (laughs) and they they know. They They hear you open the container. Mm -hmm. They hear you scraping the spoon. So it's basically like a dog. It is. There's a lot of similar qualities to that. And, I mean, you can train them to go on a leash, take them outside. I just think it's one of those things where, yeah, you you have to train them. You have to also, like, you know. Make sure that they're because they can climb trees. So, if yeah. taking them off the leash, that's one thing. But <laughs> that's dangerous. Some people do it. Some people have cats that just won't leave their side. There's tons of Instagram oh, yeah. stories. Oh yeah, where they're taking cats skiing. <laughs> they're going on like adventures. Like I haven't seen those, but oh my gosh, it's nuts. It's like I like it. It's you can do anything with animals, really, in, in a safe True. way, um, in a healthy way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. It's crazy. But yeah, they do like some some of them love the things. But Stan, he didn't he wasn't interested in our grilled cheese sandwich, but he was watching us, you yeah. know. Yeah. Right, like, right. What's going on here? But they can snack. So when people they go look, in They there, can snack. Oh yeah. Gotta, Give them know, their own treats. Their Give them their little <laughs> feline treats. Right, right. right. Um, <laughs> so let's kind of get to the business building side of all mm-hmm. this. You you know, you're telling me beforehand that it was this 3 plus year journey. Yeah. Yes. So take us through those first couple steps <laughs> where you were like, okay, I guess I'm I'm actually doing this. It's not a thought anymore. I'm I'm doing steps that will push me towards reality. Yeah, and like the crowdfunding, I know I've, I've yeah. seen that for Seriously. for years. I've 
you know, have had barista on my mind. I know everyone's like, uh, is this still happening? And then all of a sudden <laughs> I come out with something else. They're like, oh, okay. And yeah. Then, like, She's it settle down a little bit. And then, ah. Yeah, it's been like definitely ebbs and flows, ups and downs. Um, I guess, you know, after I was talking to you about my friend Linda and I at the cafe, just talking about this idea. And because you care at the time, you know, we're interested in coming a little bit closer to Erie because they're out in McCain. Which isn't yeah, that yeah, yeah. far, no, yeah. but you know, they just kind of wanted to have more of an eerie presence. And I said, maybe we can do that with this concept. So after that, my wheels were turning and I just started researching. I'm a researcher. Like mm. I will just research the crap out of everything. I'm talking Google. I'm talking, I contacted owners of cat cafes from different places. I traveled mm. to cat cafes. Anytime that I traveled anywhere, the first things I would look for were cafes, cat cafes, <laughs> and maybe like really cool, unique restaurants or bakeries or something. I'd, I'd right. always be the same. Cafes owned by Machine Gun Kelly. That's, yep. that's my first Google search. Yep. And after that- Every city you're in. Yeah. yeah, every city. <laughs> See? So I, yeah, ended up just, I have a lot of friends still in Pittsburgh because I used to live there for a while. Mm -hmm. um, Cleveland obviously is not that far away. Buffalo, mm -hmm. love Buffalo. Um, they have two cat cafes there. So everyone has been really great into sitting down with me. They were kind of telling me their ups and downs. Uh, a lot of consistent information with all of these places was don't give up. It's <laughs> going to be really hard. Yeah. It's a different kind of concept, especially since nothing like that is in your city. Mm -hmm. People are going to give you a really hard time and think that this just, is a dumb idea. Just basically understanding it at all. you know. Exactly. They're like, you're going to have to educate people and especially the people that you're trying to like start from the bottom up, meaning mm -hmm. I had to do some zoning stuff and go on some boards right. and meetings for that. I almost lost that. Uh, I had to prepare all this information to get loans out. In explaining to these people, because you know, love you, Erie, but there's a lot of old mentality here. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> we know, you know, evolving out of that, trying to open your mind and do something different. Yeah. You want to open a what? <laughs> they, yeah. No one understood. Like, and it was, it was really interesting because I would just think at this time they were really marketing like Erie is gonna like start changing and oh like yeah, doing, yeah you know but they were just jumping on that trendy train yeah. you know they were just local business yeah. i really do truly feel like we are in it right now but i think like in the beginning it was just more of just words yeah, coming just out but no lips over us yeah, and it. obviously like the flagship food hall that's a totally new different mm -hmm. concept so you know i think a lot of people were very negative about that too but now that it's open it's obviously a great concept yeah. i mean it's definitely added a lot of interesting stuff in downtown and I I think all the food's great. Yeah. And and another times. one of those concepts that's like super, you know, tested in other cities. You know, you get anywhere right. and you, you and have, have those to all wonder, over the place. Like, do you travel outside of here <laughs> yeah. ever? Like and I'm talking like Cleveland. Yeah. Hour not and far. Half. Like Buffalo, an hour and a half. Yeah. Pittsburgh too. All right, two too, hours. That's too far. It's too far. <laughs> in it's state far. but maybe cranberry. No go. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, cranberry. So, yeah, it was just me kind of just diving in and talking to the owners. And I, the owners were great. And they gave me as much information as they could. Sometimes they had a like, you know, oh, I can't really tell you what's going on with our, you know, 
our agreement with the animal shelter, which I totally respected. Mm-hmm. But they they helped me out as much as they could. And I actually just got an email from one of the Buffalo Cat Cafes. They're like, when are you taking appointments? We're going to do a field trip and come see awesome. you. Because that's exactly what I did. And I, yeah. I took Because You Care, because a lot of them never went to a cat cafe. I'm like, let's go. We're going on a road trip. Yeah. You got to do it. You know, I know you're really busy. Put the cats in the car. I don't care what you need to do. We got to <laughs> yeah. go. But yeah, it's just basically going like Savannah, Georgia, Cle- uh, Denver, Colorado. I had a trip planned for Amsterdam and I was going to go to Paris and oh. Amsterdam cat cafes, but COVID, that was the beginning. Mm. Um, so our trip got canceled, but I was ready to go abroad and look up all the cool stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was just really talking with all these locals, like uh, neighboring local cat mm-hmm. cafes and just marking down the things that I liked, marking down the things that I'm like, okay, maybe this is how it would work for me. And then just, I mean, I have a book I can show you after this. It's like my- Like a notebook? Or? It's like my Parista Bible gotcha. Oh, gotcha. of just like all of the stuff I collected, yeah, even just yeah, yeah. from like, just some class ideas because I want to have classes in the future. Oh yeah. Like painting classes or cat yoga, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. movie night, meowvy night. Love it. Stop That it. is just- Doing yoga with cats around you, right? Okay. Yes. I've, I've seen the same con- concept with dogs. Goats. It's yeah. very goats. cute. Yeah. Uh, so goats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goat yoga. Goat yoga. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I never had a goat like stand like stand on my back or anything, but they will take the mat immediately once you get up because it's warm. <laughs> no, it's just so much fun though. It's like it's just it puts a smile on your face. Yeah. It makes you yeah. feel good. You know, it's hilarious. We fed them bread at the end. You know, they loved <laughs> yeah. it. That's why they were really there. <laughs> but it was just it's just being around animals. It's just it feels good. Yeah. So yeah, I just it's just been tons of research. Off topic. Do you remember the llama farm outside of the university at Edinburgh? Oh yeah. We're yes. all we're all Edinburgh people, yeah. by the way. So we can link yeah. up with the llama farm yeah. stories. Alpacas, right? Not oh, alpacas. Technically, yeah. Now, were they also part Big of the mistake. buffalo yeah. farm that was out? No. Okay, that's, that's this is a different, different place. Yeah, all right. So this was like I don't know how would you do. It? It's going towards Meadville. Yeah. Right. And it was yeah. on your left, um, like kind of once you pass or a little bit past the university. There yeah. Was like I don't. I don't exactly farm. remember where where it was, but I remember going there a bunch. I was on the cross country team, so we'd always run. So that you would around. always run by them. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And they had yeah. a little mailbox that had information about their animals and everything. It was cool. Were they ever wearing sweaters? <laughs> Not that I recall. Okay. Just. I checking. feel like I would have internalized that. Okay. Um, what else did you learn about the Erie business community during this process? Um, <laughs> that you want to share. Yeah. That you, that, that you want to share, yes. It's, listen, it's really evolving. It's There's people out there that they're ready for it. Yeah. They have ideas. It's happening. Some ideas obviously are easier than others. Some come to fruition, some don't. But there's some really passionate people out there that want to do what they can to help other people and and you know, vice versa. It's a collaboration, right? I've been in two business groups. I was in co-starters about three mm-hmm. years ago. And then I was, I'm, I'm currently in Paramount Pursuits, which is like the Thrive mm-hmm. program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Love I'm that. in that right now. I'm like halfway through. It's a year-long program. What's really cool, every program kind of offers something different. So what I really like about this Thrive program, you get a mentor. Mm-hmm. Like one-on-one, yeah. you make – I talk to her twice a month, if yeah. more, if need be. We, yeah, we just talked to Kristen Santiago. So Kristen Santiago. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so she's in that. So, uh, so she's one of the mentors in that. She yeah, is. Yeah. She is. And – you know, it, so that's really cool. And you have this community, right, that everyone kind of helps each other out. Mm-hmm. They try to, you know, because it can be lonely sometimes being 
a business owner and going through all these things and not really having other people understand. I really try to share my journey as much as possible and to the public because I really thought that was an interesting part about it and educate people on just what it's like to build this business in general. And uh, yeah, so there's just a lot of, I think, behind the scenes stuff that people don't get. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, the business community I found pretty good. I mean, there's people that are interested in collaborating. There's people that want nothing to do with it. They want, you know, they want to kind of do their own thing, which is respected. Do what you need to do. But I have found a really cool group of people that we've been kind of supporting each other and each other's businesses. And we're like, let's collaborate when we can. Um, and actually, some of those business people, we actually created Local Lovin', which is a pop up oh, yeah, every yeah, month. Yeah. So Chris and Santiago helps with that. Yep. Um, Bill Kern, myself. And what's uh, the next date on that? The that's next 12th? Saturday, uh, yeah. the 12th. Yep. At, um, City Gallery by yeah, yeah. So we just, you know, we just really wanted to help local vendors during COVID and stuff like that. And it's just kind of stuck. So Downtown Dave from the Downtown Partnership kind of mm -hmm. hooks us oh, up yeah. with spaces okay. and we all just kind of work together okay. and it's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I watched a few of your update videos, which I think is what you're referencing. <laughs> yes, those <laughs> videos. They're good. They're good. They're so uh, long sometimes. <laughs> I feel so bad. If people don't know, you have this series of videos on Instagram where mm -hmm. you provide updates on mm -hmm. mainly the space, but also the business progress and everything. And the most recent one talked about how you're opening and how much you spent on rent before you <laughs> could open, right? Just having the space and yeah. working on it. It's, I guess that's the type of transparency that seems rare to me. So I was wondering if the freeness of the process just kind of, the freeness of your divulging mm -hmm. just kind of happened as you were sitting down in front of a camera or if it was something that was intentional you were where you were like, yeah, I want to actually tell people <laughs> yeah. actual dollar yeah. amounts. Yeah. Oh, it's intentional. Okay. It's intentional. I, I don't really see that much either. So I think that's why I was like, yeah. I feel like this needs to happen. And what's the harm of doing that? Uh, I... It was one of those things where, like, they don't teach you that in business no. school. Like, I, when we were planning out, like, the numbers and doing the projections and stuff, didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, startup costs, sure, and, like, you know, funds, but as long, I didn't know, I didn't know what was going to happen. The space was very, it's very old uh, mm, yeah. and needed a lot of renovation. And that was on me. Fine. But we never knew how long it was actually going to take. And during COVID, where parts are lacking, where help is lacking, where the world is just, we don't know what's happening here. Um, costs are rising with materials. Yeah. So it was just kind of like the process did take some time, which I kind of did figure that was going to happen anyway. But I did not, was not ready to be like, oh, <laughs> There's 25 grand that, yeah. you know, yeah. I yeah. I have to pay. You have to pay back your loans. They yeah. don't wait. You know, no one waits for you. They yeah. want their money, understandably. But that was a that was a lesson. And I, I I love sharing. I love any I am like authentically like here, learn from my mistakes or mm -hmm. take this information and use it how you will. But I'm totally cool with being honest about that. I think that's really important. Yeah, uh, you mentioned the 25. It's like they don't exactly not charge you rent until you open the business. <laughs> right. They're charging you as you're renovating. Right. <laughs> yeah. I will say this, though. The Masonic was kind to me in the sense where when I first decided I would like their space, it was like right in the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. No one really was doing anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're like, all right, we're going to put like a hold lease on this. Okay. And we're going to just hold this for you for a few months and, and wait this out and see what happens. 
you know, things are starting a little bit trickle. We weren't really 100% sure again. But then we decided, when I finally decided to sign the lease, they gave me a discounted price. So they did give me a discounted price. And I am paying still a discounted price. My first big rent pay will be in March 1st. But they have been kind enough to at least work with me in the sense of, like, we get it. We want this to work, too. So whatever we can do to help. Obviously, they still need their money. They still need to get paid. Um, I mean, other people were interested in that space as well when I had a hold lease. Mm -hmm. So it was like that's why I kind of needed to take the plunge and be like, well, I got to take this in case they get a better offer. But they were – the board was really cool. They – and there was a lot of older people on that board, and, and there was a couple younger guys that I think really helped them understand the concept, and they're like, all right, let's see how this works. Let's try it. Yeah. And they actually called Affogato's Cat Cafe landlord oh, yeah? to talk to him about renting the space out to these people who created this concept in his space, and he said this has oh, been wow. the best business in this space. Like, we've oh, gotten wow. the yeah. most traffic. Hmm. We've gotten, like, he's like, it's been great, and they've been great, and he's like, honestly... I think it would be, you know, a risk for you to take. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, hey, okay. <laughs> no one else when I was looking for spaces did that. Yeah. So I will commend them for that. The rare landlord backing. I know. Who does that? <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, let's go Let's go through some shots at landlords randomly in this episode. <laughs> uh, let's go through some of your, your local partners. Okay. Because you have local vendors. Um, yes. Coffee yeah. supplier that's local, I and do. obviously the shelter. So just kind of run through whatever you want to run through there, because there's mm. a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So because you care, animal shelter rescue is mm-hmm. who I will be directly working with um, to bring in the adoptable cats who will already be fixed, healthy, chipped, ready oh, for yeah. adoption. So um, they'll be traveling. We're hoping Monday they'll be in their space. So they have oh, some okay. time to acclimate. Yeah. Yeah. Roll out the red carpet. Uh, so because you care. And then we have, for my coffee, North Edge, AK Mill Creek Coffee Company. Mm-hmm. That's her roasting oh, company, yeah, Anita's. And it's awesome. Um, Doug, who works there, made my parista blend. We worked together. And oh, cool. I also worked with uh, someone named Benny. She is an artist, a local artist. She makes really cool metal jewelry and bracelets. But she used to work at Cappuccino's. Oh, yeah. And she came in and helped me. Because here's a fun fact. Huh. I don't drink caffeine. Uh, oh, okay. oh, really? Yeah. I used to. I cut it out because it really was affecting my stress and my anxiety. Yeah, yeah. So I cut that out to see what would happen. And I've I just, kind of been doing that too. Have yeah, you? Yeah. Have you noticed a difference? Well, it just, it's, I, I just get so jittery. It's, it's terrible. I used to drink two pots of coffee every yeah. day. And then I like a switch turned off and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Well, that, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That is a lot of coffee. Two pots is a lot. <laughs> Gotta get think, going. Could we get, get you down to like a <laughs> cup? Or... Yeah. <laughs> you know, throughout uh, the day. A little dabble. Yeah, so I wean myself off caffeine and I actually use Dandy Blend, which is like an herbal um, coffee supplement, which is from Ohio. Okay. Uh, and that's what helped me and I'm actually going to serve it at my cafe. And oh, it cool. tastes very similar to coffee. Um, mm. And it actually has like a natural sweetener in there too. So uh, that's what helped me. But yes, I do not drink caffeine. I do drink decaf once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I needed some help in the coffee department because it's been so long. <laughs> right. I don't take shots yeah. of espresso. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I actually did uh, the other day. We were tasting it from my sh- machine and I had to go. Like I had to run and go to the, you know, I had to take yeah, care yeah. of some business. <laughs> yeah. Because my body was like, nope. Those things. It was you know? rejecting. Yeah. yeah it yeah, was yeah. too powerful. <laughs> so, uh, Doug really has helped me make this blend. Benny helped me make this oh. blend. Um, so we have a house and a decaf 
blend and then the espresso. For desserts, I'm using four different bakeries. And I'm not sure if I'm going to rotate them or if we're just going to have a little bit of each at all times. But these are people that I met through my local vending travels or just people who I've come in contact with that just – I love what they're doing. I love their goods. They're delicious. So I have Crumb Cake Bakery, Kelly, who works out of her house. She does like traditional stuff, like her traditional carrot cake, vanilla, chocolate, Mm -hmm. macarons. She makes macarons. We have Samantha from Sunday Vegan Desserts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who is hilarious. And she already Mm -hmm. has an outfit picked out for my big day. Of course, of course. Of course she does. (laughs) Uh, So some vegan desserts there. I have Flower Kitchen. Chet and Amy, who are a married couple and make these really cool infused um, desserts, either with like floral aspects or like liqueur or different kinds of ingredients, fruit Fruit, fruit as well. Yep. And they're just starting to do gluten-free stuff. So I'm going to have a couple of their options there. And then Urban Honey, Jess Schultz from, uh, she's actually works at Urbaniacs, mm-hmm. um, hmm. but she does a lot of like the puff pastry, chocolate croissants. Cool. Um, she makes homemade pretzels. Yeah, the pretzels look <laughs> really good. So <laughs> I just really wanted a little bit of everything. I'm not making food there. I never intended to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Like maybe I'll toast a bagel someday there, <laughs> but I just don't have the space. And I that's just a whole other beast that right, I just right. don't want to dabble with right now. And we have food truck access. Yeah. We have all these really cool other options where people can pop up, sell their stuff. So I would rather utilize that. Should we switch gears a little bit to flagship city yeah. press? Let's do it. Do, do you have any other parista thoughts that <laughs> we did not cover? Um, grand no, opening. I, a grand opening. Uh, yeah. A Valentine's Day for the love of cats. Come on go. down. Excellent. 11 to go. 1. Ribbon cutting. We'll have some samples. Um, we'll have free cat sessions in the cat lounge where you can go every like mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes and check it out. And then we'll be open for the rest of the day taking regular appointments for the rest mm-hmm. of the week. And we're ready, ready for you, Erie. Cool. Are you ready for us? That's what I, I want think, to know. I think they are. I am. <laughs> I am. I'm, I personally am. I might not spend too much time with the cats, but like, <laughs> like you said, I'll medicate and I'll jump or right in there. Or just come to the cafe side and look through the window. No, I got to have the full You got to go have full <laughs> experience. I will medicate All right, myself. all right, all right. Um, <laughs> so if people don't know, you're one half of Flagship City Press, which I am. does greeting cards yeah. and stickers and all kinds of cool stuff. Yes. And um, I'm going to try to link this to our last episode, which, as we said, was with Kristen. And yeah. she runs Gone Local. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got into the topic of like eerie language, as in language <laughs> people use to describe eerie and how that's evolving. And yeah. Flagship City Press obviously came up because I think businesses like yours do have an impact on that labeling process, right? So how have you observed the evolution of that kind of city-specific language that either shows up in your in your products or right. might show up in a product later. Right. Mm. Well, keep very weird is like our main right. like right. Logan mm-hmm. slogan that we use in a lot of our stuff, which we didn't make up. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's something from what like the eighties, like some something yeah. about punk, yeah, punk bands yeah. in the eighties around here. And, and obviously, there's other places that use it, like yeah, keep Austin, like Austin, Portland, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Erie is weird, so I think it fits really well here. And really, what I've noticed is the snacks. Okay. It's, yeah, a lot of your snacks stuff has and language, the food. language oh, yeah. and snacks. Food in it, yeah. Um, people love snacks. They love their pepperoni balls. They love their mighty fine. Mm-hmm. They love um, sponge candy. I mean, and again, yeah, you can go to other places and get this stuff, but I don't know. It's really, it's really cool to just have people like 
I have heard so many Smith's hot dog stories you wouldn't even <laughs> understand. Um, at these vendor shows, people will just come up and be like, oh, I shipped two cases of that to my son and <laughs> yeah. across the country. I remember Corinne, my, who's my the other part of this. She's also mm. my coworker at my full-time job. And I remember we were just doing some research. And they have actually an article. I don't know how old it is, but it's- all, I know the exact article we've talked all about. All the yeah. different languages and all the different little- names and fun little quirky eerie yep. slogans and i remember that popping up and i'm like hey your guide to eerie lingo <laughs> that's it. this is the article oh, I what year is that uh this is from 2018 all right all right it was an eerie times news article but it shows up on ap too so yeah. so yeah it's you know i think i'm so upset they beat the, they beat us to that one. Oh, <laughs> and i mean but this could be updated this oh, could yeah. be revised i think um not that that wasn't great it was good but okay so i lived in pittsburgh as we know we talked about this before mm-hmm. and you know pittsburgh has all oh the yeah things. absolutely the pierogies mr rogers slang mm-hmm. you yes. know and at yes yeah. they actually have a cat cafe that just opened um in pittsburgh this will be their second or third one and it's like cats and at Okay. Cats and Nat. Ooh. And Nat and Nat. You know, did you ever hear that? Yin's, mm-hmm. yin's going yeah, there and Nat. Right. I, that was genius. You said, that you, I was like, my brain was like uh, in like pun mode. I was like, what is it? What is it? And Nat. Uh, it's too much. But anyway, um, so living in Pittsburgh was definitely inspirational. They, you know, they have all the things there. Uh, mm-hmm. They have this amazing stationery shop called Wild Cards. And I mean, it's a dream. If you're into paper, if you're into um, printmaking, they mm-hmm. have these beautiful printmated cards. Uh, they have everything. This is in Pittsburgh? This is in saying? Pittsburgh, Lawrenceville okay. on Butler mm-hmm. Street. And I was like, they had all the puns, all the funny lingo. I'm mm-hmm. like, why aren't we focusing like why are we focusing on stuff like that in Erie I mean we have a lot to give we have a lot going yeah, on personality here we have, yeah you know we're all right so I don't know we started doing research I started asking my friends my family you know mm-hmm. some memories um mm-hmm. my dad always talked about like Denny's and the blue moon ice cream and mm-hmm. um stuff like that there was already some Erie stuff out there but we want to just make it a little more funkier mm-hmm. a little more I don't know our speed I guess which mm-hmm. is just not line art right that's right. black ink which mm-hmm. It's cool, but um, I'm gonna do an impromptu quiz here on yeah. some of these terms. Oh, okay. let's do it! So, <laughs> again, relating this back to our last episode because I didn't think this was a term, but apparently it is. Um, Nick, what do you think a peach jam is? Uh, traffic on Upper Peach Street, okay. obviously. All right, all right. Come on, that was an easy one. you got to be quick with me. I'm I didn't know. It, I didn't know it was an official <laughs> term. I'm sorry. All right, what's uh, what's a snow hole? A little uh, tougher. I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's not. That's not. Not one I've ever really. Sinkholes with snow in it. No. Uh, it's that's close. Po- potholes. <laughs> potholes. All right. From okay. The snow. I was gonna be like, is it what we're going to be in today? <laughs> yes. When we can't leave our houses. Seriously. So obviously they serve this around the city. How how popular is city chicken? Is that that's not that's, that's not an eerie thing. That's a what, buffalo or I don't know. I'm even thinking like somewhere down south. I feel like it's yeah. like it can't be buffalo because you can't have or, buffalo wings and city chicken. I think there would be too much confusion there. I am, right? I don't know. Okay, last one. Let's. It's, let's that's let's not an eerie a, thing. Let's find a good one. Okay, so <laughs> we're gonna get that taken off. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, revisions, revisions. Yeah. We need a new one. It's like underduck. Like that's not an eerie thing. No. That's like a that's a national they're, worldwide they're, they're just, swing well, thing, right? Drawing yeah. this from everywhere. Did somebody come up with the underduck here? 
I don't think so. That'd be. I we're mean, gonna, I be we're gonna find him in an interview. I think on. I know your next podcast. You're gonna be doing the some uh, research. Creator of the Underduck. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's it. The other ones, they just seem like national things. It's like the doc. Is yeah. there an official doc? Is it oh, yeah, it's Dob- Dobbins. Dobbins yeah. Landing? Yeah. yeah, okay. All right. Well, yeah. it's called Dobbins Landing. That is true. Come on. The not, do- down at the dock. Not to and then other the phrases for it. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we have any other questions here. Have you seen any of the flagship creations diffuse through in any way? Like language that you guys feel like, not that you originated, but that yeah. you put in your product and then you see other people using it? Or I mean, I do think like the keep eerie weird thing. Original, like one of our original art pieces. Not that it's like really original, because again, just pulling it from inspiration Culture, here. Yeah. Yeah. But keep eerie weird, and then all the snacks mm-hmm. circling around it. That blew up at one point, and it was being served all over the internet. And I yeah, think people I were actually making T-shirts from it. And you know, we're and it wasn't credited to you at first. It wasn't, but then it was like, well, <laughs> do we deserve that credit? Yeah. And then also. Because I remember, like, not to pat myself on the back, but no. I was always like, that's flagship for City Press. Yeah. Like, tag them. Like, a lot of people yeah. did. Thank you. Um, and I remember my brother sent me a post. He's like, hey, isn't this your artwork? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, my friend's taking orders and make T-shirts with it. <laughs> oh, and I was like, really? <laughs> you know, we don't even make T-shirts with yeah, it. Yeah. Like, come on. So I just... I just remember reaching out to that person and being like, listen, I, I love that you think this is cool. I'm like, that's our artwork. I mean, just credit us, please. And, yeah. you know, tell us that we did it. Maybe buy something from us sometime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a card. Yeah. Send it to your mom. Um, so, yeah, it was – I remember that being a pretty big deal. But, like, other than that, um, oh, don't give up the ship. Obviously, that's a classic around here. Mm-hmm. But we changed it. Said, you guys wrote that the, one? No. Okay. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> um, don't give up the kayak because we had a guy yeah, yeah, that yeah. loved kayaking so much and he was like, I think this is what you need to do. So we did it and it was really popular. People dug that. Mm-hmm. He like got a t-shirt made with that too. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone wants to wear Erie loud and proud, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but like nothing that really, besides, this, I'm telling you, the snacks. Just people yeah. love repping the Erie food right. snacks. Smith's hot dogs. I don't know. Yeah, frankly, I can't even eat know, those anymore. Right. My stomach will get mad. But man, they do taste good. <laughs> no caffeine. No Smith's hot What dogs. happened? Uh, <laughs> we're getting older. Yeah, it only, it only gets worse. I was uh, A couple days ago, I had um, Buffalo Wild Wings, and we also Ugh. had pizza and something else. And I told my wife, my stomach didn't appreciate the eighth grade birthday party oh, next yeah. year that I just oh, gave boy. to it. So. Uh, it tastes so good at the time. I know, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, so we're going to finish up with our tour of Erie. Uh, so this is something we do at the end of every episode. Rapid fire questions, whatever you think of first, okay? <laughs> All right, so friends are in town for one night. Where mm. are you taking them to dinner? To dinner? Yeah. I mean, I'm like a Tap House fan. I don't know. Okay. I love, uh, I was going to say Sarah's, but then you said dinner. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. If, dinner? I mean, uh, Sarah's is always, everyone likes to go to Sarah's, all my friends from out of town, because they have the orange and vanilla twist cone. Mm-hmm. My one friend's like craves it every time she's here. <laughs> mm. So I, yeah, just a local spot. But I, okay, Sarah's. I'll just stick with Sarah's yes, then. Okay. Stick with Sarah's. Sarah's. Uh, what bar are you taking them to afterwards? <laughs> Why isn't Doc Cider still open, the original? Um, oh, yeah. Probably Plymouth. Okay. All right. I'm an old uh, school. Yeah, I'm classic. old school. Yeah. Now, 
you don't drink coffee anymore. But when you did, mm-hmm. what was your favorite cup of coffee? In I thought you were gonna city? say like, where would where would you go for coffee? <laughs> like, uh... beyond barista, <laughs> yeah. Um, what was an old favorite of yours? An old favorite? Yeah, I like Brick House a lot. Um, Brick House is good. I in, did off the beaten path mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, I, obviously it's on the yeah, it road. It is. I know. But I know. But it's still off the beaten path. Um, I mean. I guess, I mean, cafes are hard because we don't have, I mean, we have some, but we don't have like a ton, like back in the day. I'm thinking like, right. Uh, and I guess like a more localized one. I mean, Ember and Forge. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's like right. I mean, I live downtown, can walk there. Mm-hmm. I like her vibe. Oh, yeah. yeah. The coffee's good. Yeah. Hannah's great. Um, what local shops, attractions are you always stopping by if you're going in that direction? Okay. Okay. So non, I just non-fee. started laughing to myself, but I, I don't think it's appropriate. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I think I you probably know, know what you're talking about. It, you know, funny, fun times. I have a lot of funny friends. I would probably say, uh, again, like it's not like right in downtown Erie. I mean, I the Colony Plaza shops are always great. Mm-hmm. You know, you can walk all the way through. Uh, down here, I don't know. I would probably say, I mean... Non-food related, right? If yes. you can. Dry goods. Dry goods. Dry, dry goods. <laughs> and we'll put that qualifier on it from now on. What's your favorite dry goods supplier? <laughs> yeah. I need city? a little more specification, please. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess the thrift stores are really great. Uh, Cobbs is cool. You guys ever been to Cobbs? Oh, yeah. I have not. Oh, it's a. You didn't get it at Cobbs. It's a gem, and it's there's cool. lots. There's yeah. multiple floors. Of Good commercials stuff. too. All right. All right. Cobbs is cool. So you landed on something cool there. I feel yeah, like it took you me were some stressed. time though. I it's hard. There. I mean, I I mean, there's stuff out there, obviously, but yeah. I'm thinking. Of course, I'm thinking of like, where's the cool stationery shop? Yeah, I know. Um, and I oh, glass growers. Oh Duh. yeah, good answer. Yeah. Of course, glass of course. growers has a lot of cool stuff, and she has socks with swear words on them. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you do the stickers with all the food that we just talked about. <laughs> what is your per of all those items? All the snacks. What's, what's your number one? Number one snack. Yeah. Oh, eerie flagship snack. <laughs> I would have to say, I'd have to say the vanilla orange twist. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of it that. It is wonderful. Okay. It is delicious. I also go to Denny's to get it. It is refreshing. It's got that little bit of tang mm-hmm. with the vanilla, so it's not too crazy, but crazy enough. All right. <laughs> Makes you feel like it's summertime, all the time. You're welcome. <laughs> I, th- I think that's all I got. I was good. I was going to ask Hidden Gem, but I think Cobbs, that can go in the Hidden Gem. Yeah, pod. yeah. I, th- I think we covered those. I, I mean, that came to me too because I had to do a lot of thrifting for Parista chairs. So oh, I yeah. hit up like all the thrifts in Erie. I got a U-Haul. I've only been like peeking town. in there every every time I like walk by. I just I, I need to actually Did you find... see it when it's all done. I oh, can't wait. Mm. Oh, the Parista? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to have a lot of old. It's going to have a lot of new, mm-hmm. a lot of in between, whatever that is. Did you find consistent chairing or is oh, it going to no. be a mix of different yeah, cool stuff? Yeah, it's going to be a mix. But I added a little design element to them. So we'll see cool. how they, how people, what, I love them, but we'll see what other people think. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. That's all we have for you. Cool. So I hope I hope you had fun. Ah, this was so much fun. You did great. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, you're all. Flagship Stories is a collaborative podcast between the Edinburgh Beehive and the Erie Reader. 
You can find the Edinburgh Beehive at nwpabeehive.com, where you'll get information on our broader network. And you can find the Ear Reader and, you know, my stuff at earreader.com, or you can pick up the actual issue and hold it in your hands free around the region. Uh, and if you need help, you know, finding a copy, go to earreader.com slash distribution. You can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can email us at flagshipeerie at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.